Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Aries, what's happening? Another day, another day. Can't wait. They're listening to this, but we, when this comes out, when they're listening to this, we will be in Oklahoma City. I just wanted the goddamn stuffing. (laughs) Yes, Oklahoma City, baby. First time. uh, That's right, because Wednesday will have already come out. Yeah, this will be. And Thursday will be there. But we won't be able to speak on it until the weekend for the Wednesday's podcast. For the following week, yeah. But we are we're, we're, we we are in L.A. and New York. But we will be in when they're listening to this. We'll, we'll be back on the road for the first time in three months. Um, you know, it's funny. The episode that aired yesterday, Wednesday, <clears throat> when we were still talking about the residue of George Floyd and this racism and cops. And all of that, I actually forgot. I looked at my notes. I actually forgot to ask you a question on that episode. But since now it's Thursday, and we've carried over into the emails, before we get started or get heavily into this, I want to ask you my question. Go ahead. So here it is. Um, you know how grapefruit, the grapefruit face. When you bite into a grapefruit and it gives you that bitter, sour, ooh, face. Um, and I was going to say Sour Patch Kids, but Sour Patch Kids has sugar. Yeah. So you bite into it and there's a moment of ooh, but then there's a ha. Ah. So I want to keep this strictly grapefruitish. Here's my question. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. If anger and bitterness was a grapefruit taste, whose pussy would taste the grapefruitiest? Laura Ingram (laughs) or Ann Coulter? Uh, Laura Ingram or Ann Coulter. In context, 
context, people, uh, Laura Ingram is the white woman who told LeBron and KD to shut up and dribble, but said that Drew Brees should be respected for his opinion. And Ann Coulter is the white woman who hates on everything black. I could even throw Tommy Loren into that. But she's actually pretty until she opens her mouth. So her snatch is Sour Patch Kids. I want to keep this straight, grapefruitiest. Uh, it, uh, now, now I get, what, what, what are my two names again? Ann Coulter yeah. or Laura Ingram. It's Laura Ingram. You think so? Yeah, only because uh, you could say when she makes when she talks, she has this face about her. And Ann Coulter also makes a face too. But Ann Coulter speaks regardless whether you lo- whether you agree with her. She speaks to her like whatever. She is she is proud of herself. She throws it out there, which which I think means like good bo- in her, in her body is healthy because she feels good about what she's saying, and that will uh, go down to her vagina. So it would still taste proper. But uh, Laura Ingram's is so uptight and so angry. All that negative, that, 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 that flow, that bad energy is just right there. Right. <laughs> so, you, you, so you say in terms of great fruitiest. Yeah. Uh, Laura Ingram. Yeah. All right. That, well, now, now do, you, do you not, you, you're not going to reciprocate with an answer? Dude, they they both have that stench of oh my god of dread. I can't imagine sex with either one of them broads is fun. No, you know, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on this. I'm going to disagree because that's what you said is fun is what made me come to the conclusion I did. Laura Ingram, this is this is such an improper conversation, but Laura Ingram, her presence that 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 heaviness that and that almost mannish fucking ugh. and ann coulter seems very happy with everything she not only does she believe in what she she's so happy with it that i believe if you got her she would give back i'll give you happiness i'll give you she's, that she'd be it feel it. like with ann coulter even a half a line of coke She'd loosen up. She'd be fine. Whereas Ingram is... It's never... So are you going to pull your pants down and fuck me now? Is that it? Is that the best you have? <laughs> Just shut up and fuck me. <laughs> Just shut up and fuck me. Even though that lightly turns me Um, I would love in my fantasy to see a three-way between Tommy Loren... Ann Coulter, Laura Ingram, and Yafit Koto. <laughs> you and here's why I say Yafit. You if if you're gonna have a black man, fuck them three witches. You've got to have the most top niggerish of the niggerish. And that big black motherfucker with that thick tongue. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast. Have you ever seen Yafit Koto's tongue? It's thick. There's a lot of there's a lot of going on. Like his tongue is too big for his mouth, and they're about to bust through his teeth like a like a Black Friday opening. This is why. This is why. 
This is why Hollywood isn't banging down the door going, Aries! You might be right, goddammit. But I would love to see Yafit Koto with that tongue fucking with these three witches, dude. That is every white man's nightmare. Not fucking Wesley Snipes, who's black and dark, but good looking and chiseled. Not fucking Shamar Moore, who's sexy and beige. Yafit Koto looks like the first slave ever, nigga. You can't. You can't. Google Yafit Koto, y'all. The same way in our most popular episode, Sacramento Titus, when we mentioned the Asian chick that I banged who looked like Bolo Young. <laughs> Yafit Koto is the black Bolo Young. All right. <laughs> I know. Sometimes there are no words. It's just, <laughs> what is this nigga talking about? If you listen really, really carefully, I hear, I can hear my career just blowing away. <laughs> no, if you listen really carefully, you can hear you in a room with them going, just leave this nigga. You'll be a star. Just leave this nigga. Denounce everything he said. We got you, Andrew. You're one of us, Steinberg. Wink, wink. Yeah. I don't think they're coming for me. All right. Incidentally, I'm on my iPad because I'm flying out at 4.45 in the morning. Well, I got to get up at 4.45 to catch a 6.30 a.m. flight. So what I do is I download all the movies I intend to watch on the plane. Andy, I'm not bullshitting you. I'm on iTunes. Free rentals. Free. Here are the movies. Just Mercy. Selma. Ali. Brian Banks. The Secret Life of Bees. And Antoine Fisher. All nigga movies. They are going all out to prove how much they love us. We know you niggas love free. You love that word free. We captured you for free. You worked for free, and you get to watch movies about your oppression for free. Be thankful, Negroes. I love it. Dude, every, uh, like I said uh, on yesterday's podcast, every um, format that I have, Hulu, uh, uh, Prime, it's crazy. Netflix. It's all on. It's all on the top bar. You can pick any. You can pick anything. I can learn. Listen, I want to watch Vin Diesel in Bloodshot. I want to watch, which I'm going to download, Tom Hardy in Capone. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, fifteen dollars a movie. Yeah, uh, all the nigga shit for freedom. <laughs> to see the white boys, I got to pay thirty dollars. Dude, I to want- see my old people for free. I want to see that uh, King of uh, Stat- King of Staten Island. Mm. It's coming. It comes out for this Friday. Is it this Friday? Yep. It don't seem like they've done a lot of press for it. I- I've seen a lot of uh, social media ads, but they're doing it. At, you know, it's, it's a home launch, so they're not doing as much. But that's uh, oh no theaters. Yeah, that's it's uh, uh my boy Verzi's in that. Uh, he told me they cut they cut a scene, but he has a small he has, he has a small like where you see him. But that's uh, 
Incidentally, I saw on the news where they said AMC has taken a $2 billion hit yep. from this coronavirus shit. They don't know that they can recover. Yep. I can't think of another theater chain that's out there. So what does that mean now? We're not going to movies anymore? No, but they, they, they have to pay these leases. They have all this expenditures. That's what they're saying. But I would like to let you know, let me just tell you really quickly, because uh, I, I jumped on them on the stock market. I got a little bit of them. And you fuck you fucking you and you didn't share it with me well because i don't know that it's gonna work and it's it's at, yeah uh, you do no it's at six dollars i bought it at uh like four i think but it was do you really see low. that folks do you see do you see what happens folks do you see what's going on i have been rocking with andy for the last almost three years i include this nigga on everything he goes to make money and the jew shut the door yeah he shut the door on me. Dude, uh, when I bought it, it dropped down to like, I lost like a third of it. You would have been yelling and screaming at me and selling it before it went back up. But I don't, Nonsense. I don't, I don't Nonsense. Think, I don't think it's going to stay up. Uh, Nonsense. I would have rode that with you, motherfucker. No, I'll tell you what to buy that I still think is a good buy. What's that? GE. GE? GE. General Electric? Yep. Okay, I'm listening. It's at it's at eight oh two. It's it closed. I think today at eight oh two. I still think it has upside. There's there's a lot of controversy whether it's going to be a good stock or not. But I do. I like that, and I like Ford. Those are my two stocks. That I'll tell you that I like uh, mm. because because they're in. I don't buy like I do have a little, little bit of expenses stuff, but I don't have that much of it. But I have. Uh, you can you can buy a hundred shares of uh, Ford for I think I forgot what it is now, but. For under $1,000, you can get a hundred. I, I like to buy things where you can get 100 shares of it. All right. Well, okay. So before we get into the emails, a <clears throat> little bit of business. Yep. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Yep. I got really one note. And then you're going to tell me why you sent me a text that said, fuck you, season four of power. Yeah. So before we get into yours, let me get into mine. Okay. I'm almost on season five of Sons of Anarchy. I'm still loving it. But I got to tell you what's bothering me. Have you ever noticed Jax's walk? Yeah. This white boy got the goofiest bop I have ever seen. Like he kind of kicks his foot out a little bit when he walks. He kicks his feet out and the way he waves his arms, this nigga's bop is driving me crazy. (laughs) And I know he's a white boy, so I don't expect him to have rhythm. But goddamn. Dude, you ride a Harley that much. It shakes shakes everything out of you. He's lucky you can even walk. I don't want you to give me a spoiler alert, but I want you to tell me. So I was shocked as fuck when and I keep saying Sam Crow. That's the name of the of the The gang. The 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 Gang. He, What's his name? I, I don't remember his name. you know I don't remember names. Hellboy. Yeah. Um, All right. The leader. Yeah. Yo, he really like slapped the shit out of Katie Seagal and like punched this bitch in the face. Yeah. Um, which creates the tension between him and Jax. Is Jax going to kill this nigga? Gotta watch, man. Man, this, this, you said you're on season five right now? Almost. Almost. 
dude, there's going to be some twists and turns where you don't understand everything that's going on. How, how did you feel when you got to the scene? Because I haven't, we haven't talked that much about this when, uh, I'll remember his name because it's a white dude, it's Opie, when Opie went to prison. Opie went to prison. He had to go to prison. You know what? I may have to rewatch that because some of when I watched this, yeah. I was on the tail end of itis, nigga. Yeah, okay. I just ate and I was dozing in and out of sleep. It's where Opie has to go to prison. I, I, I'm sure it's before season five. Yeah, it is. He goes to pre- He has to go to prison and and, and they have to. He kind of. That's where they. Mm, 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 I don't want to mm, tell mm. you if you haven't seen. Yeah, you got to go. Let me ask you: Is it towards the end of season four? Hold on one second. All right, I'm going to fucked up. So it's season five. Season five, Tara told me. She oh, so I ain't got there yet. No, you ain't got there yet. Oh, no. Oh, no. With a, with a name like Opie, he's supposed to. You just, There's just, prison love? Just You'll see it. You see it. I, that's why I didn't jump all the way in because I was like, oh, but I thought it was season four, but maybe it is season five. Here's what, here's what I couldn't believe flew under the radar. That storyline about Opie having fucked the porno star. Yeah. Because the woman he married was fucking around with the birth control pills. And then the porno star pulled a gun on, on Tara. Cut to this nigga Jax leads her into the dressing room like he's interested in sex and he straight WWE's this bitch face onto the table she's bleeding profusely and then he hopped toys in her face where was the feminist movement on this well he he was doing it because of Tara no one's defended the honor of Tara no one's taking care of Tara like like Jax has. I got that. <laughs> I don't Me know. Me too. Feminist movement. I don't know if there's a man in this world that's got uh, their girl's back like Jack has. Jax has Tara. Well, I swear, boy, <laughs> I don't want to make it racial, but I don't know that a nigga gets away with that on TV, especially if he slams the face of a white girl. Like, he brutally slammed that bitch's face into the desk. And then hocked Dewey and told her, you fucking whore. Don't you ever. Not one letter. Not one Klondike bar-eating bitch. Fat feminist. Drew Carey haircut. Letter. No, because it's, it's supposed to be, it's a it's a gang fantasy. All right. It's a motorcycle gang fantasy show. All right. All right. Um, man, I, 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 really, I, I really do like Sons. Um, listen, are we, we're going to switch over to power now? Let's go. Why did you say fuck you? Because in season four, it ends with them all getting away with that shit. They're all... I, oh, that's the, that's the in the car... 50, Tommy, and Ghost? Yeah. My dick got hard off that moment. Dude, but then season five, which I just finished watching. Uh, you you finished watching five? Five already, yeah, I'm on the last. You're not bullshitting. No, so no. let me ask you, 
You saw Ghost's daughter get killed. Yeah. What'd you think? Was that not a oh shit moment? It was. You knew it was coming though. As soon as she started saying, I didn't. When she said, "You're you're uh, you're what Ray Ray? Is it Ray Ray? Yeah. I gotta make sure it's Ray Ray because if I say Ray Ray and it's not Ray Ray, that's racist for me. Uh, <laughs> but she goes and she says, "But I like basically I know who you are." And I was like, "Oh, she's gonna he's gonna kill her." I didn't see that at all. Oh, I because he was hiding. Uh, the son's hiding. Tariq. Tariq. Dude. Okay, let me ask you this question. I hate Tariq. Everybody does. Okay, so it's not just like me. No, you're supposed to hate Tariq. Man, I was like this fucking kid. You have yeah. everything, and you 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 you're running with Kanan, and you're going now to. I can't believe I'm remembering the names right now. That's pretty good. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I and, love it. And, and, it's the least you could do for denying me the stock. Go ahead. <laughs> And, and it don't it just it really like I was like this kid like how and you, you your sister man that one it did that one it blew me away though that one did that one did get me that one got me um what else got me um there was something else that I I, I saw that I was like where where is it season the lawyer the lawyer hasn't been killed yet right no. What, what, yeah, no, he hasn't been killed yet. It's coming up. I know we're close because I'm in the last season, but it, it, you see that it needs to be done. Um, it was uh, what got me is when uh, Tariq though kills. Uh, that's what pissed me off. That was one of the things that pissed me off. That was the uh, that's the thing. Tariq kills uh, the dude, the cop. the cop, and all four of them are in the room. Tommy's in the room, right? They're all gotcha. yeah. Right. And ghosts, and they're all standing there. And they broke in a window. They came in. They shot guns. They now they're wrapping up the body, and they're going to leave. And you can hear the sirens coming. And no one saw anybody. No one got caught. Nothing happened. Listen, I'm going to tell you this is this here's here, here this is this this movie make this series though because of this kind of shit makes no sense to me when I watch every now I have to when I'm watching this movie and I know it's about ghost a black gangster i'm like i have to keep checking because i'm like is this not a white guy who a black guy could not get away with this kind of shit there is no way god this- damn nigga you can turn on so many shows and see us get arrested you can turn on the news we can't have one this we is- can't have a fantasy where a nigga gets away dude he's a magician he's not a gangster well god damn Let's have it, man. Uh, and then, you know, uh, there's just scenes in it that I, I like it. I, and I like it because it, it really does get you into the story. But then when they have these big dramatic conclusions, I almost feel like I'm watching more of a soap opera than I am like this, this series. Okay. Because okay. it's so over the top sometimes. That's, that's when I sent you the fuck you is when they were all in the room and they got away with it. That's the, that's the one that got me. But, <gasps> Okay. But then there was other scenes in there where I watched it, and they actually surprised me with some shit that happened. That I went, oh, right. When Tasha and uh, and the ASUA whatever Angela, Angela when uh, I think Ghost is going to pull the move off and, and and frame the dude, and then uh, Tariq actually puts the gun in Canaan's uh, car. That got me. I was like, "Fuck!" That was like that scene to me. I was like, "I didn't see that coming." They wrote, they wrote it in a way that they actually surprised me, and I was like, "That's that was a fucking good. That was a good right. episode. That one I liked, and I really like 
the whole there was this whole like gangster situation where uh, he said where Canaan says to Tariq, I wouldn't do you dirty like that. And you could tell that he actually had love for him because he goes, I'm not going back to jail. And, and uh, Tariq goes, I know. And so he, and then they have the shootout and he could have killed him and he didn't. There, he saw him as his son. He saw him not. He didn't see his son as his son, but he saw Tariq as his son. Which I want to know right. if there's more to the story that's coming up now, because between well, the only reason there, there's this um, ghost girl, what's uh, Tasha? Tasha, her hatred for Kanan. I want to know if there's more backstory behind it because she hates him more than anybody else does. Right. No, there isn't. There isn't. It's I, just, I would I would have told you different if I didn't want to spoil it, but there isn't. Yeah, but I don't understand. I, I just don't. Know, she hated him more, and, and but I kind of started to really like her character, where I felt I didn't like. But there, a lot of women are writing on the show, and I and I felt they really developed these female characters, except for Angela. Angela's the. I, I saw the last episode, and Angela gets shot. That's, yes, that's where I saw. It. Was that a, was that was that not an oh shit moment? It was, but I was happy. I was like, finally, this really? fucking yeah. I wanted, I needed someone to go because his love interest that he kept fucking up everything because I needed something to happen. Somebody had to go, right. and go and go circle because he kept fucking everybody was every he he was dropping for everyone. Tommy's getting fucked over by him. Angela's getting fucked over by him. Everybody's right. getting fucked. So I was like, <laughs> but that scene though where Tommy now is completely mental. And he looks up and you see Tommy after he shoots. And you right. know, you know he's gone. He had to kill his dad. Right. That scene where he kills his dad—that's pretty fucking right. So, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. And you just mentioned it. So proper-ish. Yeah. The the last season is very so proper-ish. It, it's literally who shot Jr. It's so proper. But if you can accept that. It's dude. It's it's popcorn television. Okay, I'll, it, it is. I'll accept it. It's like I want to get into it, and then they do these things that are very soap opery too. Because sometimes I'm I'm in it in a different way, and then they do something that ruins it for me. I swear all that right. scene where all four of them are in the room when they kill the dude, and he just they just was that the fuck you? Yeah, that was the fuck. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> bullshit. They don't all walk out of there like that right then, uh, but. I, I mean, you got to you you got to have a little suspension of disbelief to make any television show. But how many movies have we seen where there's full out gun battles, and you're like, "Yo, the cops, really? Yeah, seriously, they ain't there yet. Yeah, like so, you know, yeah, like TV. But drama. you hear, but you hear the siren. You know they're right there, and then and and it's also the calmness where Tommy's like, oh, "You gonna help me roll them up?" And it, it was just like, uh, I don't know. But well, I will tell you what, if you said "fuck you." To me, on that scene, Proctor, I'm going to get a full-on nigga go back to Africa. Dude, I really like the character of Proctor, but doesn't it be, it's be, it's turtle. It's still a little hard. Dude, we have to go, next time you come to LA, we got to go to his restaurant, Fat Sal's. No, that's, that's which, it. Which was on diners, drive-ins, uh-huh. and dives. Yeah. They specialize in fat sandwiches. For fat motherfuckers. Dude, we got to go to Fat Styles. You know, uh, Pro- Proctor's, uh, it's supposed to be his cousin. Is it his cousin that he's that he meets uh, in, at the bar? From from The Wire. 
Yeah, and he's also from uh, Entourage, too. He plays the guy that kind of pops right. up. I, I met him out here in New York. Was he cool? Fucking coolest dude, dude. Seriously, one of the right. coolest dudes. And real New York, you know, real mm-hmm. New York dude. So really cool guy. Um, I wish, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't have his name on the top of my head right now. And I don't remember anybody's name, so I guess I shouldn't have to feel that He better. plays Benny. Yeah. He's, he plays Benny. He's fucking, he's great. He really is good. Yeah. Well, and he's also in uh, that Irishman movie. He has all, you don't know him because he has all the makeup on. Oh, I'll tell you what movie I saw him in. There's a movie with Liam Neeson, like a gangster movie. It takes place in the snow. Incidentally, movies that take place in the snow, they all suck. Uh, Reverend. Is it called Reverend? No, no. Reverend is the movie that didn't that was in the snow that didn't suck. That's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Go on. Sorry, I interrupted. I don't think before. I saw that. I don't think I saw that. Uh, but all movies in the snow suck, except Cliffhanger. But in this movie, Benny plays security like a bodyguard. I didn't know it was happening until it happened. The most homosexual French kiss <laughs> to sneak up on you. It, it, it fucked me up. But he did it, and he committed to it. Full-on tongue and jowl movement. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. That's acting. All right. We're actors. We're actors. You're right. Um, Let me ask you this, even though I already know what I feel like you're going to say. This was another post that I sent out that maybe if I can be smart enough to write a joke around it, we'll see. There's this movie, what the fuck is it called, with Hugh Jackman, where he plays a gay teacher. And it's based on a true story. And he did something to corrupt the system to make a lot of money. Uh, And in the movie, he has two relationships with two different men. And I was watching this movie, not knowing what it was about, but it's Hugh Jackman. And I'm 10 minutes in. I go, fuck it. Let me keep it here. At one point, Hugh Hugh Jackman's first love interest is this white blonde that looks like Ryan Gosling. I mean, French, kiss, nigga, aggressive. I stopped and I said to myself, and I sent this post out, if you're an actor and you know what you're doing is make-believe, it's not real, you're playing a part. When you shoot that scene where you kiss dude in the mouth, if your dick nudges a little bit, what does that mean? And I had a ton of people hit me back laughing their asses off. <laughs> like laughing their asses off. So I thought maybe I might try to put that in a joke. But real talk. It just nudges. Like a, like a, a slight movement. Uh, uh. See, um, this is where Seinfeld is, is, is funny. The, movie, the show, Seinfeld. There's a, there's a Seinfeld episode where jo- George goes to get a massage and with right. Elaine. And Elaine... Gets uh, a, a, a masseuse, and then uh, George's uh, massage therapist comes out, and it's a masseur, so it's a guy. And George is kind of freaks out a little bit, and then 
he's getting the massage and you see it kind of, you know, going on. He goes, it's a, and, and before he gets the massage, you know, they make you fill out those questions. Where, what areas are you having issues with? And he goes, oh, it says here you have a problem with your inner thigh. And so <laughs> it, it goes throughout the whole thing. And then there's this part where George is with Jerry in the apartment. He goes, Jerry, it moved. And he goes, I, 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 it didn't move. It was almost indistinguishable, but I know that it moved. And it, it's a funny scene because I get, what, what, what do you do? Have you ever, okay, I got to ask you this question then. Since you brought it up, I'm afraid to ask you these questions because I don't want to take us into a place that we're going to get in trouble here. But uh, have you ever had a, a, a massage from a dude? Number one, I'm not big on massages. Okay. Even when I've had women offer me massages, I don't like massages. I just don't. So that's number one. I have said on the podcast, I get pedicures twice a month. Um, And they rub your feet. They rub my feet. And I'm extremely ticklish. However, I tell them, don't. When you get to the massage part, I'm good. I'm done. I'll pay. I put my socks on. I'm out. I love. I love the cuticles, the the tools they use to get the dead skin. All of that is relaxing. And again, if you're a guy and you've never had a pedicure, go for it. It's the most relaxing. It puts a feng shui on you. That's amazing. All that being said. I refuse to let a man massage my feet. When I walk into the fucking Asian spot and there's always seven women to one dude and the fucking women are going at it, the one dude is massaging the one woman's foot. And it just so happens my timing appointment-wise, he's the only one available. I say loudly and proudly, hey, yo, when is the woman available? I will not do it. it. I will not do it. It is a personal. I will not do it. It is a personal preference, but I got to tell you, I, I I like reflexology where they just rub your feet, and there's supposed to be in in, in the in the Asian there's an Asian, there's a chart where uh um where the Asian uh, history of medicine has relates certain areas on your foot to certain organs and areas. I've heard body. that. Okay. I, I and I, so I was going to this place for like a year. And it was always a, it was always a female, and she did a great job. She she did, good. but one time I went in there and it was a dude. And at first I was a little, I was like, eh, I mean, honestly, it shouldn't make a difference, but it does, it does sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I, I let him do, I let him do my foot, and I got to tell you, it was the best. There was nothing, there's nothing sexual about this massage. I mean, you go in there to get like readjusted and he did it in a way that he had strong hands. Right. 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 right, right so right, then right. I went and had the dude do it again. And then the girl right. did it and right. it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. Right. 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 And I'll eat, I'll eat bad <laughs> pussy pizza over great male pizza any day. I'm not doing it, son. I'm, I'm, I got a thing with feet to begin with. I'm not putting my naked feet in another man's palms. I'm not doing it. Call me whatever you want. Call me homophobic. Call me whatever adjective. I'm not doing it. There's a vulnerability that comes with nudity. And when your feet are naked, no shoes, no sandals, 
no socks. You are at your weakest. As a man, I refuse to put my weakness in another man's hands. I don't. <laughs> Not at that moment. Oh, no. Uh, I don't think that's your weakest moment. Did you see the video where there's the protesters and, the, and there's a naked guy that comes out of nowhere and just punches a dude in the face? No. Naked dude. <laughs> this- hey, 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 listen. <laughs> I've always said, you got to know when to put machoism aside. I always said that if a dude like Michael Clark Duncan, rest his soul, you know who that is? Yes, I do. The big black nigga uh-huh. from Armageddon. Or let's just say any hulking-like figure. Big, brolic, muscular, strong. Like on ESPN, how they would do those man comp- those tough man competitions. Niggas that do shit that is just stupid. A guy can bench press four beer kegs at once. I always said you got to know what you got to do to survive. Let me tell you something. If a dude with the strength, size, and muscles of Andre the Giant, The Rock, Steve Austin combined would have put me in a chokehold, you know the easiest way to get out of that? Don't try to fight it. Don't try to match bravado ever so lightly with your fingertips. Massage his testicles to where he could barely feel it. Like you, like you, like you, you're making the hand motion you do with the Chinese medicine balls. Just play with the nuts so gently, because his first reaction is gonna go, "What the fuck?" And the moment he goes, "What the fuck?" and his group grip loosens. You're out of there. You're out of there. If you try to match bravado and physically fight him, his natural instinct is going to go, oh, this nigga's trying to beat me. And he's going to fight you back. If you want to loosen up the jaws of life, just the balls, man. Tickle the balls. That's your... Tickle the balls, man. If you want With a delicateness. Like you got something on your fingertips. And you trying to get it off. That should be your new t-shirt. If you want to loosen up the grips of life, tickle the balls. T- tickle the balls. That's, that's it. That's, well, and, and look dead in his eyes when you do it. <laughs> Don't blink. Look right in his eyes like you know you caught him doing something. Well, this video where this guy just comes, basically sucker punches this dude. He's, he's butt-ass naked, this dude. Pu- sucker punches this dude. And you see the guy go down. And the guy gets up like to fight, but he's fighting a dude that's naked and he doesn't kind of know what to do with that. And then he goes to hit the guy again. And I got to be honest, if some dude sucker punches me completely butt ass naked, I'm just going to walk away. I have no. <laughs> hey man, you know, what's scary about fight. A nigga that's naked is if you lose the fight, if you lose the fight and he's aroused, you've already lost the fight. You think you're going to win the rape? Dude, it's this, over. This was in. This was in. I think it was in L.A. Just, dude, just naked fighting. I got to be honest. If I was gonna, if I had to go fight a bunch of people, I'd strip down naked because I saw the effect. Dude, nothing scares people more than crazy. <laughs> when you do, because listen, 
We're men. We're macho. So as a man, you expect macho. You curse me out, I'm going to out-curse you out. Motherfucker, suck my dick, cocksucker. Ah! If you try to out-physical me, as a man, ego, I'm going to out-physical you. It's expected. Do the unexpected. Do crazy. Yo, why is this nigga staring at me without blinking, tickling my undercarriage? Lightly. He ain't squeezing. He ain't trying to hurt me. He just, there's a, there's a tingle. I'm, uh, a uh, tingle. I'm there for you. Yeah. I like you, man. Let's talk. They will loosen you up. Oh, Steve! <laughs> I gotta, I, and you know what? This dude has given me shit twice uh, through social media, Instagram, because I promised him I was gonna read this, and I fucking didn't get around to it. And to my man right here, again, I apologize to you on Instagram because I told you twice, dude, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. But both times, it really and honestly just slipped my mind because here's what a lot of y'all don't know we get a ton of emails. I intend to read every one of them. But sometimes me and Andy get so caught up time-wise that I can't read all 50. I got to read 10 to keep it within a certain time. So it'll carry over. When we're talking about delicately nut-rubbing, it bleeds into email time. So we apologize. So I got to start off with my man here. Um... Entitled uh, Puerto Rican, George Floyd feedback and questions towards me joining law enforcement. Hello, I hear your podcast daily and it's very informative. I need your advice because my career choice correlates with the subject matter of the question I just presented to you on Instagram. George Floyd, as a black man myself, I want to go into the field of law enforcement But dude, let me tell you, just because I live in California and not accustomed to where the publicized police brutality occurs, as such as Sandra Bland, Eric Garner, Ahmaud Arbery states, doesn't mean I'm having second guesses towards joining the Blue Shield. It makes me sick to my stomach. I want to become a police officer. Uh, which I'm in school for as we speak to make a change and to build relations with the community and law enforcement. But seeing these black men getting killed by white people and white officers is discouraging me tremendously towards becoming a police officer. I live in Los Angeles area and I feel the pain all the way over here from George Floyd's killing and his jurisdiction of Minneapolis. It terrifies me because what I have to be Because what I have to be, the black officer of the department that is silenced when seeing injustices just so I can feed my family and take care of mine. I want to be there for my people, but I don't want to be unemployed and find a new career after working so hard towards getting into law enforcement when advocating and standing up for what's right in regards to black and browns. I need your feedback. And if you can mention my question in your podcast, 
that I listen to every day, that would be glorious because you would be shining light on another aspiring black police officers like me with the same thought process. Ricky Kelly from Monrovia, California. Well, Ricky, I think we alluded to this yesterday on the podcast. Andy and I touched upon it. But again, I have to question your love of the game. How badly do you want to be a police officer? Do you want to be a police officer who truly upholds the rules of the game to protect and serve at all costs? Or do you want to be a police officer when it benefits you? I hear your dilemma. If this is your heart and this is your passion and this is what you want to do, live your dream, man. But at what cost? Are you going to fuck over the very same people that look like you? And for what reason? Maybe this ain't the job for you in your heart. So you have to look in the mirror and go, why do I really want to do this? Because to play both sides is dangerous to the people that look like you, i.e. me. Nope. I, I, I get to comment on this? Doors open. Um, what, what, what's this gentleman's name again? Sorry. Oh, Ricky. I, I just fucking deleted the fucking That's okay, thing. Ricky. Ricky's the first name? Ricky. 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 Yeah. I don't mean to be, uh, not use your last name, but we got Ricky. So I just want to address this to you. Um, I don't know what your age is, but um, I think being a police officer is a very noble idea. Uh, and I think that law enforcement needs people. Uh, you said he said he was black, right? Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. I know black. Dominica. I know black. Do it. Yeah, he black. Okay. He black. Yeah. Uh, you, you, the police force definitely needs uh, more uh, variety uh, in their in in policing and people that understand the community. So I'm all for what you want to do, but here's my problem. Uh, you brought up that you feel what's happening, and you brought up some states. You said Georgia, one of them, but you you're in a, you're in California, and one of the most one of a law enforcement department that is stemmed in racism from Daryl Gates on and before is in L.A. So uh, do some investigation. If you really want to do law enforcement, look to uh, look look to police departments that you can make a, possibly make a difference in. Look for police departments that uh, have taken into account uh, what's happening and have hopefully has removed some of these problems that are are there. Because I think it is a very noble profession, I, and I love I, I believe in the idea of policing, of uh, the serve and protect is is something that's it's valuable and it's needed. But it has to be done correctly and make sure that you're on a force that is doing it correctly or at least working it correctly. Um, look at – you can, you can do a lot of research before you choose a department to go work for, uh, and I think that's important. Or you could be – look at becoming a, a, a part of the change in, in policing uh, and see what you can do that way. But it's definitely uh, – it's definitely something that I think you need to do a lot more investigation on because when you said that about California and you look to the South as being the areas of problems, which they are, 
but you're living in a, you're living in an area that has a lot of problems in the policing themselves. So do some more research. I think it's noble. I commend you for wanting to do something like that, but really look into what you're doing. Uh, I agree. I concur. Um, and again, I don't want to be the one to tell you don't live your dream. Uh, but just ain't like becoming a plumber where it's like, no matter how bad of a job you do, you really don't affect anybody, but the house you're plumbing. Uh, this is big, man. So if you're going to make this decision, please be in it for the right reasons. Otherwise, what are you in it for? To hurt your own? And nothing's worse than that. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Uh, Larry, Larry Rainey. Third time email. Every podcast listener. Hello, A and Aries. Nigga, ain't call you Andy. Laugh out loud. Let me start by saying I love the podcast. I was listening to Mike rap podcast Mike rap podcast but he started charging not my coins is he talking about Mike Rappaport I'm listening to Mike rap podcast yeah he might be yeah okay that sounds right I don't know I would love to know what start charging not my coins means I hope one day you guys get that big until then I will listen for free Hey, my A, I think he means Andy. I like when you say you have to you have to have both side to draw the right opinion on world type. And I try, but Fox News is the worst. Any other out level, please let me know. Out level or outlet? Jesus fucking Christ. Ten dollar, a lot of money. People, please. Um, Aries, MJ, best hands down. Now, Aries, I know you're a big Mike T fan. We had this discussion in the B shop, meaning barbershop, about boxing, and a OG say he don't have MT in his top five. I say wow, and straight thought of you. His point was that Mike knocks out all bombs. Let's say bums. Not one in the shop could name a fighter off top that real challenge him. <laughs> I swear you niggas sound like slaves, man. My mother made me do book reports, dog. Like oh, when school wasn't around in the summer, she made me write book reports. And I used to hate her for it. Now I love her because I know what she was trying to do. Make sure I didn't go $10 a lot of money. My goodness. No one in the shop could name a fighter off top that real challenged him. That was no one to challenge him. And after he did his bit, the old MT was gone, he say. Andy, remember on the last podcast when I said to you, these niggas, these niggas. Dude, they're taking the time. They're sending an email. I don't give a Maybe fuck. Maybe they did some nigga. talk to text. And they, do you know how this makes me look? Yeah, but I, I don't write. I don't send out great emails either. Yeah, but the stigma is not on you. Ali had Sonny, George, Joe, Floyd, Ken, my boxing top five. 
Ali, Sugar, Larry Holmes, Marvin, Roy, or Mike. Hey, listen, I'm giving you shit, Larry, because I'm a comic and that's what I got to do. But I love you. I, 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 I applaud your attempt. Uh, remember Steel, Shape Steel? Who was Mike Steel? <laughs> remember Steel, Shape Steel? Who was Mike Steele? Andy, do you know? No, but do maybe this dude was he boxed for a long time. There we go. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Joe, your assessment of the fight. <laughs> Remember Steele, Dave Steele? Who was Mike Steele? Like hear y'all opinion. P.S. Be safe out there. Um, Larry, to answer your question, brother, because I am a boxing fanatic. Incidentally, I just and I'm and I, and I almost want to be a Karen and write a letter into ESPN because they're pissing me off. I recently downloaded and paid for ESPN Plus, which is awesome because you can stream all the sports interviews. First take, fucking any show, I get all the old fights, black and white even. Ali versus Floyd Patterson, Sonny Liston, all of it. Here's what sucks. I pay $40 a month for this service. And it's streaming. The fucking voice, the, the, the what do you call it? The sync. It doesn't match up. There's a delay. Where the dudes talk on screen, but there's a 15-second delay. So the action and the words don't match. I'm paying for this. And I got fucking delays. It, it could be in your in your uh in your do you go through a box on your TV for it? Is that is it through what do you the mean TV? a box? Like um uh the channel box, you know, that you Yeah, my cable box. Yeah, your cable box. Sometimes those those get out of sync with the TV time. You got it. So what I got to do? Reboot it? Yeah, try rebooting it. See if that helps. Oh, that's bullshit. Anyway, to your point, Larry, uh, it bothers me when people say that because now we have to go on speculation. Listen, you're right. Did Mike Tyson fight anybody when it really counted and won? Lennox Lewis kicked his ass. Holyfield kicked his ass. And he didn't fight all the people that mattered. Riddick Bowe, Michael Morer, fucking uh, Tommy Morrison. Was it Tommy Morrison? The Gun Morrison? Yeah. Fucking Foreman, even though Foreman was an old man. Still, he didn't fight the Danes. And it's unfortunate because I really believe the Mike Tyson trained by Customato the Mike Tyson with Jimmy Jacobs, the Mike Tyson with Kevin Rooney in his corner beats everybody. And I had to go to my Midwest niggas. Everybody. That Mike Tyson beats Holyfield, kills Lennox, who never had a chin, beats Riddick Bowe, who never took training seriously and was fat, Michael Mora, who's, who's, uh, Dedication was always questioned. 
and Foreman, who's old. I believe a prime Mike Tyson beats all them niggas. But let's be honest, it didn't happen. Mike went to jail for a chucked up rate charge. He never fought Riddick Bowe. He never fought Holyfield in his prime. He never fought Lennox in his prime. He didn't fight George Foreman. So we don't know. And when he fought those guys, he was a shell of himself. I hate this conversation because I love Mike Tyson. And I believe a prime Mike dominates everybody. But it didn't happen. So it's speculation. So there you go. You know what? I'm not a boxing fanatic, so it's hard for me. I do remember when Tyson was at his prime, and there wasn't anybody. He he fought everybody who was there. There just Mm -hmm. wasn't anybody there. He still had to win. Yeah. And And a lot of people call him bums. He could have lost. But not only did he not lose, he won in spectacular fashion. You want to blame him for that? You think he, but do you think he beats Ali? No, but that's another era. We're talking about within his era. Okay. Within his era, I think he beats all those guys. Mike Tyson focused. Kevin Rooney, Teddy Atlas, Custy Amato, Jimmy Jacobs, pre-Don King, pre-Robin Givens. An innocent, sweet boy. With that mentality, though. With that mentality and skill. Yeah. Beats everybody. Yeah, that's a different... When he came out of prison, it was a different Mike. Yeah, he was bitter. He was angry. I'll eat your children. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot, white boy. He was abused. He was an angry animal. And as, 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 as the Asian uh, philosophers say... Fighting with anger clouds you. It's not the best way to fight. Patanas. Be water. Be water. Water, water becomes the bottle. It becomes the vase. Be water. I had a guy hit me on Instagram today. Said patanas. So I love it. (laughs) Which, of course, is one of my favorite moments because that's when Andy laughs for real. There's nothing that brings juices to my nutshack <laughs> when Andy laughs for real. Because you know it's real. It's authentic. Okay. Um, this is from our boy from Jay-Z, Matthew Riggins, a.k.a. Do it with me, Andy. All right. Aries, because you are in the comedy world, please tell me, why the fuck T.K. Kirkland? So fucking weird. Everything about him makes my stutter go away. I be listening to this motherfucker on Vlad TV, and he just inserts himself in every fucking story. He was with N.W.A. on their tour that was portrayed in the movie Straight Outta Compton. He was hanging with Death Row in Vegas when Tupac got shot. He was hanging with Puffy Assistant the night Biggie died. He was with Jesus when he got nailed to the cross. <laughs> then he goes, like, bruh, shut the fuck up. Aries, if you watch his videos on Vlad and read the comments, everybody makes fun of the fact that he does this shit. For example, you would see a 1,000 comment like, T.K. Kirkland was then 
win. And I heard some shit about him and Eddie Murphy involved in a watch. Too young for that story. But like, why is this nigga making himself the Black Forest Gump? He was at every major event in hip-hop history. I hate that motherfucker. And he's a Jersey dude. Like, damn, you're making us all look lame. And I never see other comedians around him. Like, he ain't never co-signed by anyone. Weird-ass nigga. You seem like the, he seemed like the annoying nigga in high school. You just want to throw in the fucking garbage can. Am I bugging? Well, Matthew, let me say this. And this is where Andy has helped me. My growth. Andy goes, dude, you don't need to say that. You don't need to implement certain details in every story. You've already said the dude's name, but I'm going to take the high road. And I'm going to leave it at this. Andy, I don't know if you know who this dude is. Yeah, I do. T to the motherfucking K. But it is funny because if you read the comments, that's exactly what everybody says. It's almost like a running inside joke. Now, I'm not about to sit here and add to this man's pounding. That's my growth. But I'll say this. The Eddie Murphy story, if you don't know, he supposedly stole Eddie Murphy's watch. And, T- and, and Charlie Murphy, Eddie Murphy's brother, who's a thug prior to his passing, God rest his soul, he was a street nigga. He went to jail in Rawway. He was known for whooping niggas' asses. And I always said, jokingly, if they made Eddie Murphy try to duplicate him in a, in a laboratory, somewhere along the way, the scientists would go, oh, shit, we fucked up, Charlie Murphy. He's not Eddie. He doesn't have that movie. He never had that movie star approach me. I'm approachable appeal. But Charlie was a great guy. And if you talk crazy, he would knock your fucking teeth out. That's who Charlie Murphy was. I like that dude a lot, man. Right. So he stole Eddie's watch. The rumor is Charlie knocked out TK in the bathroom and left that nigga under the sink. He also stole some of P. Diddy's credit cards and ran up his bill. So there's a long list of T.K. Kirkland stories. That being said, whatever. Um, Dude, if I was T.K., though, I would, I would continue with it. I would add to it. I would put myself in more places. At this point, if people are making jokes about it, run with right. it. Make it even right. bigger. <laughs> Take the story up. I remember one in particular. He was talking about, uh, well, two in particular. He said, uh, yeah, Michael Jordan is not a good tipper. I hung out with Mike one time. And when the bill came, he didn't tip. Listen, I'm not saying he's lying. But when you look at TK and you know who Jordan is, you go, why would this nigga hang out with you? He said he discovered George Lopez with Sandra Bullock. Again, he might be telling the truth, but know who this nigga is and know who they are. And you tell me. I'm done. Dude, going back to Charlie Murphy, though, dude, because you said that I, I really like Charlie had a different energy, but it was still, he was cool, man. There was a difference. Like, yeah. But yeah. His, dude, I, I I like Eddie is is but is, is the comedian, but um, Charlie's told stories different 
Charlie had a, a way of telling a story that was different from Eddie Murphy, though, too. Let me tell this story one more time. I, before I met him or bumped into him, I saw him in CB4, the Chris Rock yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And he was scary as a motherfucker in that movie. Cut to, I'm at the Beverly Center in Beverly Hills. I'm riding up the escalator, which takes you into the mall. I'm going up. Charlie Murphy's coming down. I had already been on Mad TV a couple of years. So my popularity had kind of grown. Charlie sees me. Doesn't reach his hand out. Just looks at me and goes, you a funny motherfucking nigga. (laughs) (laughs) My drawers smelled like caca. (laughs) So there we go. Dude, just a good, I just every time I hear, when I hear his name, man, I, there's certain people that made a difference in me doing comedy, and he's one of them. So thank you. Yeah, I, all love, all love. I don't know if you remember this one, Andy. Chad Richardson, and I was questioning whether or not he was black. Remember? Yeah. A nigga named Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts off with big, bold black letters. Yes, nigga, I'm black. <laughs> Y'all have me in legit tears right now listening to the podcast. That's the kind of laugh I needed to deal with all this racist shit going on in the world. Maybe if I had kept it raw in how I typed my first email, my race wouldn't be a mystery. Thank you, Andy, for being honest in your response. Tell that to other white people so it doesn't look like I'm talking out of my ass. I get a lot of vaginal nicknames, mostly from women as pet names. So if you reacted to my name like that without seeing me, imagine what these job recruiters feel when they see a 6'5 Warren Sapp looking nigga coming in for an interview. Like, I want to stop right there. Andy, do you see what we're up against? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, like black people, we have to fight a look. If we come in with cornrows, if we weigh too much, God forbid we have gold or silver teeth. Too much jewelry, we are viewed as a threat. We are viewed on what we look like when a lot of times white people should be feared based on what they have been. School shooters? We could, we could come up with adjectives all day. But let me, let me, let me go ahead. It's a blessing and a curse in my black experience. They don't, let me stop again. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but pay attention to details in movies. Whenever you see a movie or a TV show where they want to get across the message of a uh-oh moment, oh shit, a threat, intimidation, who's the character? Always a black motherfucker. I was going to say a really skinny Asian guy. <laughs> Whenever there's a scene where, where white people need to be intimidated, they get one or two black people. Either the big black Michael Clark Duncan looking nigga or a black, fat, sassy black woman. Oh, shit. Oh, an old child, bitch. Old child. Because can't nobody tell you off like an old, like a fat black bitch 
Oh, child. That's what they do. Okay. Uh, let me go back to this email. It's a blessing and a curse in my black experience. They don't make a lot of black chads. Put the Black Panther, put, but the Black Panther himself, his name is Chadwick Bozeman. We're a rare breed of magical Negroes. Now let me dust off my Latigra shirt and rock my seashell necklace for the summer. Don't worry, Aries. At my core, I'm a hot sauce nigga. And my daddy was a hot sauce nigga. Peace, Chad. I love it, Chad. Chad is referencing my joke from my, hot, from my special from Showtime. Look, Hollywood, I'm smiling. Talk about Mexicans and Popeyes. I appreciate that, Chad. Um, but you got to understand, there's a difference between Chad and Chad Wick. Wick makes it black. Listen to the delivery. Man, who that nigga right there with all the bitches? That's Chadwick. Versus, nigga, who that? That just got accepted into college. Nigga, that's Chad. Yeah, okay. Wick makes a difference. It makes a difference. But, go on, go on. I'm just saying. I'm going to give you a When you go, Chadwick Bozeman, as an example. Yeah, nigga. Wick. What throws you off is the Bozeman. Yeah, okay, but there's a black, there's a lot of black people that have famously have famous white names. I'm listening. Well, if I said Huey Newton, if I if we if we didn't know who he was, and you just said, "Hey, uh, today at four o'clock, you got this interview uh, uh, for at Abercrombie, Huey Newton's going to be in." What, what, what do you think? You you know why I want to you you want to know why I know he's black? Yeah, because Newton rhymes with Newport. Next, <laughs> 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 uh, who else? Uh, I, I, that, that's my best one because I that, that one is the complete opposite of when I the very when I was younger and I I, I learned who Huey Newton is. The first thing I said is Huey Newton. It was it, 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 it. well. Huey Huey was one of the cartoon kid ducks from the dark, what, what, what was the duck cartoon? Uh, the, With Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. Huey, nigga. So we already started off from a safe place. I just saying, you know. Nah, kill you. No. Nah, nigga. Newy. New, new, Newton. Newport. Nah, same thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. Uh, is, is, Daniel Burr. Is, go is, ahead. Is Flip Wilson white or black? Not the Flip. person, the name. Flip. Flip. Flip and Wilson. Come on, nigga. <laughs> Them is two separate black people. I know a flip. flip I know Wilson. every flip I know is white. Wilson. Wilson's Wilson's uh, uh, non-determined. Nah, Flip Wilson's Negro. Flip Wilson. If I went to a comedy club and they said, "Hey, Aries, you haven't met him, you haven't seen him, you don't know what he looks like," but Flip Wilson is opening for you, I'd be like, "God damn it, get Andy on the phone." <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel Burns. 
scenario. The question is for both of you guys. Denzel Washington, Washington comes to you and says he wants to do a buddy cop film. He gives you a list of comedians and asks that you choose the best one that will work alongside him. Plot twist. Denzel requests that the comedian is not allowed to curse during the whole movie. Which comedian can effectively be funny without cursing and compliment Denzel on screen at the same time? Explain your choice. I add the no cursing clause because I know sometimes comedians are booked for shows, but there might be a request for clean comedy. For some comedians, that might be a challenge. Others have the range to pull it off. Be safe, fellas. And here's his list. Chappelle, Chris Rock, Paul Moody, Eddie Murphy, Chris Tucker. Well, I can tell you right now of that list, Chappelle's such a genius. I don't think he needs to curse. Genius is genius. Yes. Chris Rock. Oh, boy. This is where I have to be careful. My growth, Andy. Yeah, be, I like, be grown. I like Chris Rock. I think he's a genius. Stand up in movies, two different animals. I'll leave it there. Paul Mooney, absolutely not. For all the reasons you think. Nigga, let's do this cocaine bus and get them huggies. We know these crackers are up to no good trying to frame niggas. Let's get these motherfucking niggas. No. Eddie Murphy, again, genius. Could Eddie do clean? Of course. And he's done that. A lot of kid Fred, a lot of kid friend family movies. But was that Eddie at his prime? Was that the Eddie we loved? Can you please go in there and tell um, Victor Maitland, I have Herplex Simplex 10, and he should go get himself checked off for things to start falling off on a man. Jacuzzi, I knew y'all was a couple of faggots. When you think of love, all right, um, Chris Tucker, I need Chris to do something outside of Jackie Chan to believe anything. There's my opinion. I think the obvious one was left off. Who? Kevin Hart. Be grown. Be grown. You're right. But You're right. Not without cut without cussing. You're right. Chemistry. Mm-hmm. I think you would be able to form a chemistry. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Chappelle? Chappelle could do it, but I because. But the, the, I, w- I wouldn't like it because I like, I, I like the truth of Chappelle, who he is, how he tells his story. Um, I think Chris Tucker would be on that list is the only one that I would – you know, and Eddie Murphy, though, like you said, that isn't his prime, but Eddie Murphy is, has ability, acting, chops. He could do that. Now, it depends on the character that Denzel plays, though, too, because maybe you don't need – Well, him. he's got to be a straight man, clearly. Yeah. And my question then becomes, again, as great as Denzel is as an actor, and he's my wet dream, I would love to do a movie with him before I, I'm dead. Could you do um, it? Could you do it? Could you play 
the the clean character character. I will play anything that Nick says. <laughs> My question though is, could Denzel play the funny straight man? A la what's my my white boy's name who I love to death plays the per- Bateman Jason Bateman, Bateman yeah because he's an Ozark he plays the best straight funny man ever that's hard to do and we talked about it recently Robert De Niro could play a mobster in his sleep but he stayed within the safety of analyze this analyze that Still a mobster. Yeah, but he did the, funny. He, he did meet, but the, he ain't. He did meet the Falkers, but it's still that same kind of character, though, too. Right. That to, he's, but he's a CIA agent or something. That so way. that's a hard thing to do. I would be curious to know if Denzel could pull off funny straight guy. You know, you know who I would a funny straight guy that you could kind of do that character uh, is Dean Martin. He was the best. Yeah. Alongside fucking uh, Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Dean Martin played... Jerry Lewis was much funnier when he played up against Dean Martin. Because Dean Martin... It was was this... And that's why I think that Denzel could do it. Because it was the subtlety of his humor that made Dean Martin work. With uh, You didn't try to out-funny him. You You just were funny. Here's the ultimate clean comic. It wasn't mentioned. Sinbad. Oh, yeah. And, and you can even throw Cedric into that. Yeah. I would rather see but Cedric the, than Sinbad. But the, why? Because he's more relevant? And I, I just, I, I, uh, I guess this is my blasphemous moment here. I just never got Sinbad. I never got it. I get it. For a dude to be clean, Sinbad was an animal. And I heard, He's like, I know I've heard so many great stories about him. I hate to say that. I just, he's one of the comedians I just didn't get. It didn't, for whatever reason, whatever the time and place I was at, I did, it didn't relate to me. I didn't get it. That's only because he looked like he was wearing shoulder pads when he wasn't. You know, he was just, it was very different. He came up at a different time for me. You know what, though? Can we make it a black and white film? What about Brian Regan? Uh, no, let's keep this with the brothers, man. <laughs> This is George Floyd shit. It's it's black now. Everything's black. Um, Can be that would have been interesting, man. That would have been only thing I worry about with both Cedric and uh, Sinbad. Oh man, I still think you have to have an edge, and they're so non edgy. And I still think you like Dave could deliver clean, but with an edge. I don't know that those guys deliver an edge. It's all boom boom jokes. I'm sorry, I'm really racking my brain trying to think of somebody that I think just would the two of them together would pair up and go, yeah, that's that's. I, 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 what about Epps? Yeah. Funny with an edge, right? And he could he could do yeah, yeah. And this is just to prove to y'all, Aries ain't no hater. Because despite me and Mike's shit, I just said yeah. (laughs) There you go. 
Yeah, I like that though, right there. I like those two together right there. There we go. Rand Foote. Remember this guy? Yeah, I remember the name, but I don't remember the last email. Slave name. The slave name. What up? It's me again. The nigga with the slave name is back, my niggas. Laugh out loud. I don't know if you heard, but the GOAT, Michael Jordan, has given $100 million. Black people complain about how he doesn't speak on social issues and injustice, but he hits the community with $100 million, and it's still not enough for niggas. Well, some would say his shoes contributed to some of the looting and the violence. I didn't hear that. That sounds like a story to run with. I didn't hear that. But anyway, that's me saying that, Aries. I don't get it. I don't understand. Aries, what's your take on this? Andy, chime in as well. I like how Andy puts it in past episodes. Jordan opened the door for those that came after him to make shit happen. Jordan is the GOAT, and I appreciate him contributing to the cause. Ran from Chicago. Well, Ran, if you already listened to our podcast on Wednesday, you know we addressed this. So I, I don't really want to repeat myself. So, Andy. Oh, so, so it's my turn? To repeat yourself. Oh, I have to repeat myself? Listen. You don't have to, but. I, 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 you're never going to be able to do enough for anyone until people are where they want to be. I think he's opened up the door. He's done what he's, he, he's done. Uh, his influence. When we talk about black culture being the culture of America, and it is. It's, and it's the only original culture of America because everything came from somewhere else. And you look at that black culture that is the representation of America. He's just, I hate to say this, but really Jordan is almost the spokesperson. He's the logo. He is. He's the logo. And he made money. It wasn't, he didn't give it away. He has influence and he's using it. So I, but I can't, I, I won't speak truth to the black community. I'm not black, but that's as an outsider looking in, that's how I see it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know what else could be said or that needs to be, needs to be said other than the obvious. Uh, and him being in his position allows other people to work. It puts other people to work. So I don't know what else needs to be said other than that. What are you having for, for dinner? dinner? What are you having for dinner? Uh, no, I'm in the kitchen uh, <laughs> refueling. So all the extra verbiage you hear is people in the house, brothers. See, it's a nice family situation, Aries. I like it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 do you, what else we got? What other email we got? Uh, let me see. From uh, Frank C. Graham. Frank C. Graham. I like that. The third name. It sounds like, you you know. It's like fancy you, Graham. You, 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 you come on uh, silk sheets. Uh, Frank C. Graham. Yeah. When I come, I don't cream my orgasm my cream like joffrey there's a joke in there somewhere um nothing nothing sexier than a white girl filling out loan documents uh that's frank quoting another one of my 
bits about the advantages of black men dating white women. Thank you, Frank. I like that, baby. Wink, wink. What's good, my brother? The craziest shit happened the other day on one of your recent podcasts. You mentioned how the black dude in the park was bird watching and that white woman thought he was trying to attack her. And when he came out the bushes, I was jogging outside. And as soon as you told that story, I saw this old ass white dude right in front of me bird watching with binoculars and everything. Never saw that shit in person before. Crazy ass timing. But anyway, man, I appreciate you and Andy as always. Y'all keep holding it down and bringing the fire content. I'm in San Antonio, so hopefully y'all come out this way soon. I can't wait to read this next line. And when I read this email originally, I was going to send it to you, Andy. But I said, nope, I want to be spontaneous with this. So here we go. Oh, and Andy, I checked out Buckaroo Banzai. Much respect, my brother, but that film was trash. (laughs) Now, if anything needs to be rebooted, it would be that movie. It is definitely warranted. Much respect to perfect Tommy. Stay blessed and positive. Snack sniffers for life. Graham! There's your fucking Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, man, John Big Booty. Man, that that movie is it's 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 the perfect comic book movie. I don't care what anybody says. You, that's one where you, it's all disbelief, suspension, disbelief. You just got to go with it. it is, I love that movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's one of my favorites. I got to see that shit, man. It, you, I got to see, gotta see if it's either everything you say or is it a me to you power fuck you moment. No, it, it's not a good movie. It's not like you're going to walk away and go, well, that should have won an award. That's not like that at all. It's one of those good, bad movies. It's it's bad, but it's good. It's so bad, it's good. And you, and you when you see all the people that are in that movie, it's unbelievable how many people are in that movie that you that you see on the big screen today. It's 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 just worth seeing. That's it. And I appreciate uh, I appreciate I appreciate you seeing it. I don't care if you didn't like it. You're gonna go, you're you're gonna be going through your day, and something's gonna happen, and you're gonna say something that that came from that movie. You can't help it. You can't help it. it it's just uh, it, 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 it it sinks in. Okay. Um, I believe this is from a a female fan who has written into us before. Uh, she was suggesting that uh, with any radio plugs. If she could help us out, she would. Maybe this name will jog a, a, will rejog your memory. CC on air. No. All right. Well, she puts white women and black women don't meet to the same. Before I get into this email, let me just say to Sharon, if you're listening, I know that you have become a recent podcast avid listener. Uh, and Sharon, I remember reading this email where she was basically telling some of the Me Too women to take a hike. She was definitely saying that Me Too should be taken seriously, but don't let's not go overboard. So now this is Cece responding to her. Oh boy, pussy fight. Um, hey, Aries and Andy, been loving the podcast, and it has helped me get through the apocalypse, and now the madness we see on TV with the George Floyd protests. However, it's been a minute since I wrote in, but I had to respond to Sharon Miller, who wrote last week saying the Me Too movement was bullshit. 
I agree that we should not automatically believe women when they make accusation, allegations and avoid due process. Many black men have been murdered or sent to prison for life because a white woman lied and said they raped her. Look at the Karen, look at the Karen at Central Park lying about the black man that asked her to put her dog on a leash was threatening her life. However, to say that the movement is bullshit is a bullshit statement. The Me Too movement has finally gotten predators like Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Kevin Spacey, and Jeffrey Epstein the fuck out of here. That alone is a huge accomplishment when you see these men were untouchable and allowed to, to do perverted acts for decades on men and women. Just look at the Netflix documentary called On Epstein, Filthy Rich, and how he was able to make the FBI and the U.S. Attorney Office his bitch and avoid real punishment for decades. And this wouldn't have happened without the Me Too movement. I, I, I thought it would have... Oh, okay. Also, she made a statement saying, let's not ruin a man's career over something that didn't bother you enough 30 years ago. So it shouldn't bother you now. And she puts in all caps, extenuated, girl, bye. (laughs) I didn't think you had to watch Law & Order SVU to understand why some women are afraid to come forward to face their attackers. But here are some reasons for her and anyone else that may feel that way. Number one, some feel the criminal justice system re-victimizes them in its process. Two, some believe that the police would or could not do anything to help. And three, did not want others to know due to shame, guilt, or fear, or revenge from the abuser. Now, is Me Too perfect? No. I do blame women like Chelsea Handler and Alyssa Milano for that. Their dangerous narratives about men are guilty before proven innocent. I cannot ever be down with that as a black woman. This country has sent many innocent black and brown people in prison for that narrative alone. But Me Too has done good, and we can't take away from that. CC. What you think? Um, no, I don't, dis- I don't disagree, but this is my whiteness coming out. Um, it's not, it's not just a racial thing. There's, there's been, uh, a female, females have figured out how to weaponize certain things against men long ago. I'm not saying that that's the majority. We definitely know it's the minority of it. It's, it's not so that I'm not, I'm not putting that there. But uh, let's say that all women have been, have figured this out, uh, and I, and I understand what we're trying to do. But this is, this is not about this is not when, when I think about Me Too and you brought up Epstein. I'm I'm thinking about women in general, uh, not as a not as a, not as any specific color. I'm thinking about women, not as uh, any background. I'm just thinking about women. And men have fucked women over for a very long time. Uh, and, and let's not even go with fucked over. Uh, we can say that because in, in, in our short time here, recently, uh, when I'm talking maybe the last uh, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, men uh, have, women have asserted themselves uh, in, in positions of power, which is awesome. But before that, when we were cavemen, 
uh, women, and, and, and it's still in the DNA of males. Uh, men were the men took care of women, and women did uh, other things. And that wasn't every woman. There was, I'm sure, there was back in the caveman times. There was probably a woman uh, that would take care of a dude because she had that dominant force about her. But that was the exception, not the rule. And and I still think men are getting over, and I think Me Too is important to be able to help uh, call out predators that still uh, subscribe to the idea that of uh, what women place used to be a hundred years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. I don't know how many hundred years I'm going to go back. I'm speaking uh, more emotional than I am with my brain right now, but I, uh, that's, that's the best I can, I can do with what me too is. I don't think that all women should be treated as uh, that everything that they say should be, uh, we should believe, but I do think they should be heard. Every, everybody should be heard, at least listened to, and then you can make your decisions. But that, that would be a fairer way to approach uh, the Me Too movement. Where, and she used specifics of two uh, women who kind of weaponized that idea. So I, I don't really know. I mean, I wish I could speak better on it. I really can't. Uh, that's the best I can do. I'd like to be a better human, though, to women. Here, here. In the defense restaurant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did I dance around that well um, enough? Did I dance around that all the way? I thought I was trying to get around it. I mean, you 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 sounded uncomfortable. Uh, I like, am uncomfortable know. with it though because it, 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 it's it's I can't speak to a to a, a woman's issue of being um of being you don't you, you 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 can't necessarily speak to black people's issues, but you handle that well. I'm more comfortable because I see it in a, a different perspective. I, I, if I can't see, if I never understand what it is like to be black, but can <laughs> empathize with it, I'm having a really hard time empathizing with what it is to be a woman because it is even further away from me. And then to be uh, empathized with being a black woman, now that's even further from me. I mean, these, <laughs> these things are all further from me, and they're hard. They're hard for us to deal with. So you say you, you, say you can't. Empathize. You can empathize more with being, or, or from a black person's perspective, but not a woman's. Uh, okay, I let, let's say that if I, I can, I can understand what it's like um, in the way that I see people being treated, and I can see where uh, I, I can speak to that because I can feel that. But I'll never know what it is. And I've been in situations where uh, people have been an aggressor towards me, so I can feel that in some way to relate to it, not to not to own that uh, perspective, but at least to be able to relate to it. But I've never, ever had a vagina. And you never will, see? So you can't relate. Just keep your trap shut. See? Yeah. You know what it's like to be a woman, cook and slave over a stove, and have a man come home and want to beat you and fuck you at the same time? See? See? But I have a yeah. but but I have a relationship in my in my life where uh, I I really do everything about it is equal. I, and so, but if I was to ask her, I don't know. Maybe I'd find out there's a different story. Maybe I need to ask her more. Maybe I need to question that more. This next one comes to us from Kevin Jean Paul, PD Green. Hey guys, Aries, your reference to PD Green literally helped me to cope with all the pain and turmoil I felt this past week. I laughed until my tear duct was chapped. Thanks. I'm happy all the officers excuse me 
oh have been charged. But I agree with Aries and Andy. We'll see if the justice system is served for those that run the system. For my white buddies that are neutral right now, miss me with I'm not racist. The great Angela Davis once said, if you if you just non-racist and are anti-racist, you are complicit. Andy, I love your point on white being satisfied after Obama because of their efforts. I agree our allies must remain active long after Cheeto Man is gone. Issues like redlining, mass incarceration, disparities with loans and banking, fight for 15, environmental injustice in the black and brown communities. The black card was renewed today with those comments. Aries, you on my Mount Rushmore of comics. Your skills are legendary like Jordan, but you're the Dr. J to the new generation because they sleep on how dope you are. Well, then I need to release a goddamn documentary. Uh, your fundamentals are on par with your talent. However, what the hell happened to your eyes, nigga? <sighs> <laughs> It was going along so so nice. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> and this nigga just took the fucking embankment and drove off the Pacific Coast Highway into the fucking ocean. It is gone Pac-Man getting eaten sound. Uh, check out the TV show For Life. It's exclu- exclusively produced by 50 Cent. It's a dope story. Love you guys. KGP. Offspring of Leroy Jenkins. This is where it, it would help to have the podcast be visual so you could see me do this. I'm going to take a page out of Michael Jordan's book on that episode of The Last Dance when he got emotional. I shouldn't have to do this, but I'm going to do this. If you want to play the game that way, you will play the game that way. Great. I'm going to explain something to you motherfuckers because this, this is one of the things that actually upsets me. I remember when I did a show at the Funny Bone, which before they changed it to Liberty City, was in, Kansas, was in Cincinnati, Ohio. The one way you can really piss me off is to not know me, not say nothing to me when you first meet me. Hello, how you doing? You ain't got to kiss my ass and go, I'm a fan. I love you. Whatever. I know you. I know you love me. I know you're a fan. That's why you're at the show. That's why you paid money. But the way to piss me off is to approach me when you first meet me. Don't say hello. Don't have a conversation with me. Don't treat me like a human being. But the first thing out of your mouth is, oh my God, you look tired. You all right? That's not a fucking compliment. Nigga, what's wrong with your eyes? Nigga, you, you, you unhealthy. You got, you got the niggas to diabetes. It's none of that. These dark circles around are around my eyes because, again, I've told this story. I got into a fucking accident. I was riding on a bicycle. I got hit by a car, a Volkswagen Bug, head on. I flew over the over the handlebars. My face smashed the windshield. These scars are from scars that never healed. I woke up on the concrete in and out of consciousness and a white guy said to me, don't move, the ambulance is coming. That's all I remember. And then I woke up in the hospital. This has nothing to do with diabetes, 
like a house. It's from a fucking accident. And since the accident, I have never ridden a bicycle. I lie and say a motorcycle. That's that's less that's less. <laughs> Whatever. But that's what that's from. So give me a fucking break. Uh who who hit you? Was it a was it a man, a woman? I don't even remember. I flew over the handlebars and I hit the front windshield. Wow. How old were you? Um I wasn't bitter yet. Huh. All right. So there it is. Did he have something else in there that he said before any of that? Oh my god, he said a lot, but I blanked out after nigga, what happened to your eyes? Um, he said something about uh, what you said about incarceration, redlining, disparities, loans, banking, fighting, fight for fifteen, which I don't even know what that is. Environmental injustice and the black and brown communities. And your black card was renewed after those comments. Dude, it has to be renewed every day for me because I walk out white every day. Every day. Okay. So yeah. I, appreci- I, I, I appreciate you uh, uh, telling me uh, whatever you just told me, but uh, I, I know what it is. Darius uh, Brown. There's no mistaking this is a Negro. Aries and Andy, what up, fellas? It's Darius from D.C., currently deployed in Turkey right now. I love the podcast. Aries, I want to thank you for standing up for Obama at every turn. Being sandwiched between perhaps the two most unaware, simple-minded, and dupable, dupable, D-U-P-A-B-L-E, dupable? Dupable, yeah. Dupable. Yeah, to dupe them. Dupable presidents would make any well-read politician seem brilliant. But Obama was truly an excellent excellent man and president, even if many in the black community disagree. What did nigga do for us? One of, the, one of Obama's largest criticisms from black folks is he didn't do anything for the black community. As if he was president of only black people. A few weeks ago, you mentioned many things that benefited black people along with the rest of the population under Obama's watch. So again, I thank you for always being in his corner. Without this type of support, I doubt if we'll ever have another black president because we're so divided and love to tear down any and every black politician with the potential to make a presidential run. What I really want to touch on is the Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate. I'm 32 years old and I've been watching the NBA since the early 90s. I agree with you guys that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever, but I do think LeBron is closer than the two of you give him credit for. Between 85 and, ni- 85 and 90, Michael Jordan faced the Celtics twice and the Pistons three times in the playoffs, and he went 0-5 in those series. He got over the hump again, the Pistons in 91, and he, de- and he deserved credit for that. But he struggles against those two great teams struggles against those two great teams aren't mentioned half as much as the decent teams he beat in the 90s. Jordan and the Bulls beat five teams in the finals. 91 Lakers, 92 Blazers, 93 Suns, 93 Sonics, 97-98 Jazz. Are those teams any better than the best teams LeBron beat? 07 Pistons, champs, he puts in parentheses, 
2004, 11-12 Celtics, champs, 2008, Thunder, Spurs, champs, parentheses, 2014, Warriors, champs, 2015. I know you fellas experienced nostalgia when reminiscing about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, but if you are honest with yourselves, the competition in the 90s was not as great as you old heads remember. This cocksucker. Certainly not as tough as the competition LeBron has to face over the past several years. Peace. Love you guys. I poof read this, so hopefully I don't get a $10 a lot of money. Um, Darius, you don't see the difference, dog? Like, you don't see the difference? Again, LeBron joined forces. D-Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen. MJ didn't join a force. He had the team built around him. And he took what he had and kept working with what he had until he got the job done. There's a difference. They didn't do low management. They played all 82 games through pain. You don't see the difference? The game was more physical. They didn't allow, they don't allow things today. They allowed them. And still he averaged 30 points. Can you imagine what he would average today? It's, it's, Do you not see the difference? It's it's a different grittiness, man. Come on, man. You know, but I understand when they say. Uh, I understand when you when 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 they say that it's it's a different era and we don't the competition is is stronger now. But it's it's it is a different game. It's a different grittiness. And again, um, the transition between uh, LeBron and Michael is Kobe. And Kobe has already spoke to this. Rest in peace, Kobe. Uh, so there are. It's not just about being an old head. It's 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 we have we have the conduit between the two said who was who was what. So I I I I I, I understand you wanting to be I, I I really want to do that draft with Aries. I have my I have my draft board right here. I'm ready to go whenever Aries is ready to go. We could do that after this and call it a day. Yeah, we could. Do, well, you mean do it right now for this through this because we're at a we're gonna have a two hour podcast for for. Well, where we at time wise? An hour forty five. All right. Let me say this, and I'm gonna use your own argument against you. And this was a great quote from Chauncey Billups. And I always love how you guys who never played professional basketball, myself included, all you guys who never played professional basketball, you you say it like your word is gospel. Oh, well, this could have happened. That couldn't happen. Bullshit, fugazi, whatever. You're telling me you guys know better than the dudes who played? You guys know better than the guys who put on a uniform? You guys know better than the guys who either played with or against Jordan? Why would I listen to you over them? So now let me quote, let me use your own logic against you. You use the 2004 Pistons. That team of Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, Tayshaun Prince, Rip Hamilton, who beat the Super Lakers of... Kobe, Shaq, 
Gary Payton, Carl Malone. And this ain't my this is this is Chauncey Billups quote. An NBA champion. No one else won a championship on Michael Jordan's watch. A lot of teams won championships on LeBron's watch. All those teams you named. Oh seven Pistons, eleven twelve Celtics, Spurs two thousand fourteen, Warriors twenty fifteen. They all won championships on LeBron's watch. Nobody won a championship on MJ's watch. And even the team that won back-to-back titles in the 90s, the Rockets, wasn't on MJ's watch. He was playing baseball. So what are we talking about here? I love how you young, this young generation, you act like whatever's been done now by y'all, we didn't have the ability to do wasn't being done. What are y'all doing so different now that wasn't done back then? Again, y'all take load management. Y'all take breaks. My generation didn't take breaks. Y'all formed super teams. The Avengers. Justice League. We were against that. Less physical today than yesteryear. And you guys wear snow goggles because you can't take champagne ski to the face. It burns. What are you doing now? That's so much greater. You want to do the draft? Yeah, I'm even going to let you go first. Okay, so what, what is it now we're doing? Uh, you know what? Uh, we could do... It, it's 15 players, so we could do five on this one, five on the next one, or we could just do all 15 today. In terms of who my team is? Yeah, we're going to draft every other one. And you're gonna, we're going to put the best 15 players together. And is it okay that I have players in the same positions? Yeah, yeah it's your team. Just like in... in, in, in all right. If you're drafting right. a team, you may have four You may have th- four point guards. You may only have two centers. All right, all right, all right. So, so, so I, don't have it, I don't have none to write none down. Just keep, a num- keep the tally. Just keep the number for me. Okay. All right. Okay, so you Magic go, Johnson. You're gonna go first. Right, ready? You're gonna go first. Yeah, yeah. Magic Johnson. Well, no, no, you Michael don't get. To, you don't pick a whole team. You have to pick one player, and then I get to pick a player. Oh, so we go back and forth? Yeah, there was like a draft. Oh shit, 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 shit. Fuck. All right, my point guard, Magic. Okay, you don't have to pick a point guard. You pick whoever you want. This is the draft. No, but I'm just saying it. I'm saying it. Okay, so you're gonna your for number one pick out of everybody who's played basketball. You're picking. Magic Johnson. Okay, so wait, blah, blah, blah. Like a draft, does that mean that if I pick Magic, you can pick Michael and I'm fucked? You got, well, yeah, if you pick Magic. Oh, shit. No, no, okay, Michael. Gary's going to go MJ. Okay, I take Magic. Fuck you. Who are you picking next? Isaiah are you really picking Isaiah over? Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm going with it. Yeah, over everybody. Over everybody else. Okay. Uh, my then. So my this is my second, my second pick. 
Um, wow. I'm going to get my start yeah, I'm gonna five, get my start five first, too, but I'm just trying to make sure that it, that threw me a little bit right there. We only have so much. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, man, I have two that I want to take right now. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Kevin Durant. <laughs> really? Kobe Bryant. Okay. I thought that was going to be your second pick, to be honest. Uh, I'm going. I know, because you, you're thinking. You're thinking. Grab all your biggest guns. No, I'm, I'm, I'm putting together a team. You'll, you'll, you'll see it. Okay, my, my third pick then is uh, Kareem. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, my uh, fourth pick is uh, Giannis. Yep. What? Oh, fuck it, give me Shaq. Okay. Anybody that's listening to this already knows you lost. I lost yet. No? You're a horrible GM. You took Kobe, man. So that 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 leaves me a little bit. That leaves me a little bit far. Yeah, yeah, it does. not really it does. though. Absolutely, it does. And I got and I got. You got Kobe yeah, and yeah. No, no. So Look yeah, at you're your fired. Team. You got Kobe, LeBron, right. and Mike and, and Michael Jordan all on the floor, and Shaq and all at the same time. And Shaq. Uh, That's not my starting five. I'm just picking my my six. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I'm going to go uh, Tim Duncan. Shit. Okay, that's... Uh, that's that, that's five. Oh, Larry Bird. On that one, because I want Bird. Uh, I could have grabbed him, too, but I didn't. Um, so... Um... Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry. Yep. Ready? Give me olden Polonies. <laughs> no, nigga, don't do that. Um, yeah, let, let me get, um, I mean, I got some fun. You got, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Let me get uh, 
Hakeem Olajuwon. Shooting guard. Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Yeah, the young generation is going to love you. Uh, I'm, well, no, I'm kind of all over. I got Magic yeah, and Kareem really. right off the top. Yep, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Oh, shit, 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 shit. Barkley. That was a good one. We're talking prime, though, when they're the best playing ever. Yeah. I'm my shooting guard. I'm going to take Tracy McGrady. Yeah, dude. All of your picks are what might be. My shit is what is. You know, I, got, I got Magic and Kareem. I got Kevin Durant. I got, I got okay. Tim Duncan. I got Steve, uh, Stephen Curry. And Kawhi, Kawhi Levin. They're all, right, all one right, championship. All right, all right. I'm putting together a team. You're putting together players. Fuck out of here. Yep. My turn, right? What number I'm at? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, number nine. Reggie Miller. Actually, I had to decide between Reggie and Tracy McGrady right there. That was a tough one for me. Seeing what I have in terms of athleticism versus what you have, Tracy was your, you needed that because you're lacking yeah, athleticism. No, yeah, no, I, I have I have Kawhi and I have Giannis and I have Giannis, which is okay. one of the most athletic players ever. Okay, okay, I got I got Jordan, Kobe, now that, LeBron. That, that's that's BB, but so yeah, but only so yeah. many people can have that's, the ball. Only so many people. Only so many people can have the ball at one time. Right, and off those double teams, Reggie Miller, all day. Um, yeah, I know where I'm going right now. Uh, I'm going with the doctor. Dr. J. Yeah. Dr. J, you faggot, because I was damn sure on your ass. That was my next one. You got your 10th pick coming up right here. Dominique Wilkins. Um, and that's ten for me, right?
I'm going to go Bill Russell. How many centers you got? Kareem and Russell? And I got Shaq and and Akeem. All right. Uh, My next one, just for goddamn street purposes, give me Allen Iverson. That's 11, right? 12, 13, 13, 13. All right. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Because I need mentality now. I'll, I'll match your street nigga with a teenage mutant ninja turtle. He was on there for me. Just because you need you need a nigga that can read, but it'll also rob. I'm gonna give you someone. Damn, do I want this one? Do I want this pick? Yeah, I gotta match you up a little bit. Uh, respectable, but he, not he safe. Play multiple positions. He plays center and, and forward. You know what? Like a game of cards, I'll I see. I'll take your Chris Webber and I'll raise you a Dirk Nowitzki. A seven footer who can shoot and spread the pick. floor. And compared to Chris Webber, Chris Webber's undersized. Yeah, but he's still a strong player. I like this game. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up a little bit. So we have 13, 13 apiece, right? And I'm only doing this because I'm living out here in New York. Walt oh Walt boy. Frazier. Okay, you went to that era. All right. Oh, I'm fucking. I'm What what, uh, what number is this for me? We're on thirteen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, you're on fourteen. You have two picks. Nigga, Oscar Robinson. Quick, if you didn't grab him. Average the triple double. Yo, my squad will mop the floor with you. Yo, I'm gonna just let you know you always need comedy on a roster. So my last pick is going to be clearly comical. Uh, I think I'm going Anthony Anthony Davis. 
right, there you go. I'm telling you, dude, you built for the young generation. He's also a player who can play uh, the the power forward and the center. You could put you could put Anthony Davis and Chris Webber center and forward right there. So let me just put it out there. Neither one of us are picking James Harden. I don't have James Harden on my on my board. Oh, I don't either. This is Where I'm at, 14? Yep. This is 15? No, you picked 14. I just 14. picked 13. You picked 14. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, you're 15. We're both at 15. This is, your 15 this is my pick. 15 pick? All right, just, 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 this just to make sure the locker room stays fun. Uh, Manute <laughs> Bowl. That's not a bad pick, though. Come on, get the fuck out of here, baby. I think Muggsy Bogues dumped on the new bowl. Yeah, but he was, what was he, 7'10 seven, seven, or something like that? One, two, three. Oh, nigga, nigga, was 15'8. Uh, God, now, now, see, this is where it gets rough. Can, uh, there's, there's so many, there's, there's at least like five players that I really want in this list. And uh, one could be more fun. Uh... I'm gonna take him though. Got you. Scotty Pippen. Mm. I would have liked to have done that just because. Well, we're done. That's our 15. So, so um, there it is. Do I should just should I go over him? Here's your team. Should I go over your 15 so people can go? Okay. So you got uh, Michael Jordan. Before you before you say it, people really pay attention to this. There's no way you could tell me with a straight face. My 15 would mop the shit out of his. Okay. Go ahead. You have Michael Jordan. Uh, you have uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Kobe. Uh, oh shit, I can't even read my own writing. Who'd you pick fourth? Oh, yeah. LeBron. I, I screwed up. I thought, okay. Sha- Braun, Shaq, Bird, Hakeem, Barkley, Reggie Miller. Um Dominique, Allen Iverson, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Oscar Robinson, which is the one that I really missed out on, and Manute Bowl. But you don't have to take Bowl if you don't want to. Uh, Minor Magic, uh, Kevin Durant, Kareem, Giannis, Tim Duncan, Stephon Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Tracy McGrady, Dr. J, Bill Russell, Russell Westbrook, Chris, Chris Weber, Walt Frazier, Anthony Davis, and Scottie Pippen. Yeah, no. we mopped the floor with y'all, dog. We Not at all. And I gave, and I gave you Jordan. I don't even. I, I don't. I don't even think. I don't even think that's. It's, it's not that even close. Uh, all right. You, you're gonna. You're gonna put. You're gonna. You're, you're, how many centers did you even get? Two. Oh, you're gonna put Kareem. Kareem is gonna go against Hakeem, but we're we're talking prime to prime. Prime to prime, I'll put Shaq oh. against Kareem. I'll give you. I'll give you the matchup. I'll give Kareem over Shaq. Okay, and now we got Ma- we got Magic and we got uh, Jordan. What do you mean? No, one's a point guard, one's a, a two guard. Defensive, we, play, we we switch up on defense. Yeah, you got Magic has two inches on you. 
He's a quick player, great hands, distributes the ball, doesn't keep the ball. I never put anybody know, over I, MJ. I, 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 MJ. That's, that's that's a win for you. I'm not gonna. I, I I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna kill that. Yeah. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna put. And who's your two guard? My two guard that I'm gonna have to put on you is Tracy McGrady. Over. Kobe destroys well, well, him. But 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 but, but, I don't, I, but there are players that I pick specifically to play in multiple positions. I could put Kawhi Leonard on Kobe. No one stops Kobe. It's Next. Stoppable. It's all stoppable. No, no, no. Him and MJ. Only no one, one of them can have the ball, and they both need the ball. But I'm not saying they're both on the team at the same. They're both on the floor at the same time. MJ at the two guard, or Kobe at the two guard. Who you put on LeBron at the forward? Yeah, who you put on Giannis? You got a problem, dude. Was he, he power forward? Power forward. He can play center, and he can play guard. I put Shaq. At center, I Giannis, Gian, not Giannis runs Giannis over down. everybody. No way. Over a team, he's going to no get down court before way. a team. He's body. He can body a team. I, I know a team strong. So is Giannis. Son, them African niggas are different. <laughs> There's something in that cow soup. Nigga, it's, it's different. Dude, I, you take your guys. Mine is Magic. It's Kevin Durant, Kareem, Giannis, Tim Duncan, uh, Stephon Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Tracy McGrady, Dr. J, Bill Russell, Russell Westbrook. Kobe, Kobe, or MJ eats Kawhi. Kobe was my miss. That was my second pick, and I lost it because you, you grabbed it. I should have grabbed him before I grabbed uh, uh, Kareem because I don't think you would have taken Kareem. I knew you wanted Shaq. That was my GM mistake right there. No, it's still a great team. It's still a great team. Who's running your point? My point guard's magic. You just put him in the two against Michael. Not when coming down court. Right. I'll give you the matchup, magic over Isaiah. I'll give you that. Now, if I put Allen Iverson at the point over Magic, that crossover shake yeah, his now out that you got Allen Iver- Now you got Iverson trying to come inside or even staying outside with athletic people like Giannis, with uh, with Dunkey, Kawhi. What you think? What you think? Giannis, Giannis is coming all the way out. You got Kawhi coming. You got Kawhi coming out to the to top guard. of the key. You got Tracy McGrady coming out to the top of the key. You got uh, 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 Russell Westbrook coming out to the top of the key. Russell Westbrook is a shutdown player, man. Mm. All right, y'all. Give us y'all's take on these picks. Let us know what it is. We're good. We good? And we gave you extra. We gave you extra for the Uh no money you're spending. So I would like to ask, and this is important, man. Listen, we need to double and triple our 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 listeners. We have to. You guys got to let people know. I appreciate you listening all this time, but we really need to do this so that we can. We want to do extra. We want to go. We want to go video. We want to do that. But to do this stuff on the road, man, we need you to. Yeah, we 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 really trying to strive to the next level, and it's like 
you know, playing video games and you got to eventually fight the final boss. Each level gets harder. So uh, we need y'all to, to, to give us all the video game advantages, the extra mushrooms, the growth, all the magic powers. Come on, man. Spread the goddamn word, man. We try to do those that you are shouting us out. We really appreciate it. Keep doing that for us. Thanks for sending in the emails. Really appreciate that. OKC, Brickyard. We're- Big shout. No doubt. O- o- Autobot Prime. Um, Shamor Emery, Farah. Keith Luce. He's out uh, there. He's, he sends me emails all the time. I, lo- I love every. Leroy Furious, Leroy Jenkins. Who who was mad at me last week? I forgot. I forgot who it is. I got to pull it up. Last week, every last week, week. I get get some. I get some. You stay in the rotation. (laughs) But as I said, we appreciate it. Uh, We're going to be at OKC. We're going to be at the Brickyard Comedy Club. Uh, When you're listening to this, we'll be there that whole weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Um, AndyComedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right hand corner. Every Spears 45 and I apologize if I didn't get to your emails. Like I said, me and Andy, we do this a long time ago when we didn't get emails and we got a few. We could read them all, but I, I, I got like a thousand emails, so I can't read them all within an hour time frame. Um, and we've grown in terms of being able to talk to each other. So there's always some leftovers, baby. I'll get to you. I promise you I'll get to you. There it is. There it is. Uh, here we go. Officially, next week or this this weekend. But for next, wait. But this, wait a minute. This is for tomorrow yeah. or this Thursday. Today, Thursday. So this coming Wednesday will be fresh and yeah. This is face to face on on Wednesday. Boys are back in town. Yeah, Froman's. No, it's in the in the in the cast in the district. They probably wouldn't let the tight white ass in. I'll see you, man. All right. Can you feel it, baby?